I'm Kevin O'Coin. I'm Brian Ackley. This is Life in the Rough, the podcast. Episode 14. Kev, you're looking great. Let me tell you, what is on your head? It looks fantastic. Oh, honestly, it looks like I'm looking in the mirror, buddy, because what's on your head? Guys, the merch is in. The merch is in. It's finally fully in. Uh, We've got hats. We've got shirts. Kevin and I are walking fucking billboards wherever we go now. I'm not only leaving business cards everywhere. Um, I I got five dozen vice golf balls with life in the rogue logo, uh, life in the rough logos on the side of them. We are ready to pepper these things into the woods, into the rough. I'm probably just going to be dropping them just for free marketing guys. If you find one, I will put my autograph on it. So when you find it in the rough, you've got a little, uh, you know, memento from the podcast to hold on to. Yeah. We'll also post Brian's address in the show notes. You can send them back to him. Well, that's not very funny, Kev. No, I will say though, <laughs> I, you know, now that you mentioned that, I'm glad you brought that up because before we get into anything, I was thinking about this the other day. Imagine after I spend money on all these customized golf balls, I show up to a course and in their, you know, in their big bucket of used golf balls, they've got my fucking golf balls sitting there and they're like, oh, you want that? That's a dollar. I'm like, excuse me, sir. I already paid for that. Um, do you need to see my business card? This is this is proprietary information, sir. This is not for resale. Not not for individual resale. You should we should honestly next time we order ball because I also ordered five dozen balls from Vice as well, which I'm still waiting to find out when they're going to be here. But when you put your logo on them, they give you the option to also put some text. I think we should put not for individual resale on the other side. I agree. Gav, I did realize that they do take a little bit longer to get um, coming from Munich. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't really aware of that until I checked out and I said, wait, they're what? Yeah, a little far. Yeah, it's it's not just a stone's throw. It's at least a hop, skip, and a jump. They arrived. They're great. Went to the, uh, we'll get, we'll get into my use of them, but they're great. Um, God. Yeah. I'm happy to be here, dude. It's master's week. We're obviously going to cover the masters next week, but I, I mean, honestly, when I, I just wish there was some soft music playing in the background right now. And if we actually had a production crew and licensing to that sort of music, we'd probably be fucking hearing it right now, but yeah, you're not. You'd probably be like rich or something too. Yeah. We're yeah. not. Uh, but anyways, um, once again, we want to just, uh, before we get into it, send a quick thank you to everyone. We've had such a great response to the podcast. People have reached out on Instagram, through email, uh, through text. Uh, people are asking about, you know, getting some life in the rough shirts and, you know, merchandise. We're going to be putting in a second order. So thank you, everyone that um, reached out. We're definitely going to get to those orders. And um, once again, we, we appreciate it. Yeah, I know I, for one, will definitely be ordering a nice quarter zip, um, which you took advantage of on the last order that I did not. And we saw each other this weekend in the flesh, in the flesh we saw each other. God. And I was immediately jealous when I saw the quarter zip pull over on your body. And oh. I, I I feel obligated to, uh, to drop one into the order. So, um, yeah, like Brian said, if anybody's interested in some merch, hit us up. Um, so let's get into it. Last week, um, we don't need to spend a ton of time on this. Anyone who is watching any bit of golf noticed that Jordan Spieth won, uh, won down in uh, San Antonio. 
Um, he slipped on the boots. Um, he, he's back people. We've said it before. Um, but it's, 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 it is time for him to get back on the horse. Uh, no pun intended with the boots, but we've got the masters coming out this week and we'll see, we'll see what he can do. And we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it next week. Um, in terms of fantasy, um, I came in third, which was kind of bullshit because Mike Price and Marty tied for first. Um, so all I need is one more guy to come in the top 10 and uh, I, I would have came in second and I would have placed, but i um, pretty, pretty upset about that. But um, I have great hopes for the masters. I'm looking forward to it and uh, optimism. That's all I got. It's all, it's all yeah, I have. You know what? While we're on the topic of fantasy, I obviously don't want to talk about last week on fantasy because I don't think there's been an episode in the last 14 that I've wanted to talk about the previous week on fantasy, but I do want to talk about next week, which is the Masters. This week. Who loves the Masters? Everyone. Everyone loves the Masters. Everyone. 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 Who doesn't like the Masters? Name one person who doesn't like the Masters. Uh, let me tell you something. I think my mom doesn't like the Masters, Kevin. Mm. Uh, Moms let, everywhere might not you know, like the Masters. You know, actually. my mom uh, planned a, a bridal shower for my lovely bride, um, Courtney, and she decided to plan this, ma- uh, this bridal shower Sunday of the Masters. Sunday. The Lord's Day of all Lord's Days? Kev, the Lord's I, Day above Easter? I'm sitting here in between my... I play around at Shenikasset in the morning. I know I have to go say thank you to everyone for gifts. As you yes, should. I'm not saying that that appreciation shouldn't be shown. But a little foresight on my mom's behalf of, eh, let me check in with Brian. I know that there's a tradition unlike any other that typically happens in April, and it's not a bridal shower. So, listen, I made it work. I showed up. I was more than happy to be there. We got in, we got out, we packed the car, we got home and we watched the back nine. But yeah, I don't think my mom likes the masters. Did we watch the back nine or did you watch the back nine that day, Brian? Yeah, I watched it by myself because all my (laughs) friends were doing things um, like watching the masters in in groups. Oh yeah. And everybody should watch the masters. That's what it's there for. It's there to be watched. It's there to be enjoyed. It's It's my favorite golf tournament of the year. Kev, I wish someone would tell CBS that it's supposed to be watched by everyone and supposed to be enjoyed. I feel like this tournament out of all tournaments has the least amount of coverage whatsoever. I mean, granted, we are subscribers to NBC Gold, so we see every shot every time. But the Masters, like, yes, they'll have on their app so you can watch holes 15 and 16 and then Amen Corner and then featured groups. But can I just watch the tournament? Why do you make me go to nine different channels just to fucking follow these guys? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I totally agree. I think everybody wants a piece of the pie. I think that's what it is. And they have to appease to everyone. Dude, it's ridiculous. I saw some ads on Instagram of them selling Masters merchandise, like the pimento cheese and, and the other spreads that they sell. It, they were asking for three, $150 per, per package. It came with some peanuts and bar pretzels and master's cups this Dude, and that. the sandwich itself is only a buck 50 a dollar fucking 50 they, they they released these the the um the food snack menu online and you see people were making out like bandits selling these packages to people i uh, my buddy art sent me one and i sent him a message today you know what now that i'm thinking about it, i don't think he responded but i said wow these people were really scamming people for 150 dollars a piece yeah i want to follow up with art on that by the way um 
But uh, yeah, the Masters is a what virtual season's over. Art's not your buddy I, yeah, anymore. What's yeah, going well, on? what's up, bud? First week we don't have a men's match, and you can't text me back after Tuesday. Okay. Our our contact info is life in the rough podcast at gmail.com if you need to get to Brian. Yeah, he knows he hasn't listened. But um this week in golf, uh, unless you want to touch on anything more um in terms of your fantasy, because I I mean, I, I've got nothing to really touch on. I've got high hopes for, for my squad. Blind faith, Kev, blind faith. I mean, I'm over here. I, I entered in a separate master's pool, just in one of those, you know, you pick six guys, the best four go through the weekend and you get the best scores four out of six. I'm so blind with optimism right now. I'm picking guys that are on my fantasy team. My fantasy team's in like fucking seventh place. My guys have no business being on the starting lineup of a completely individual master's bracket but no me i'm just like oh that guy's good that guy's good that guy's good yeah brian you think that because you're on your fantasy team and you're stuck with them i'm not but saying you know everything you're doubling down dude i'm doubling, doubling down. down i'm doubling down and guys next week if this pays off you are gonna hear the double down extraordinaire the fairway finder giving you the facts it's gonna be Carl today. Oh, love that! All also, day. bad bad beat of the week. I would have won my NCAA bracket if Gonzaga won. So, thanks, appreciate that, Baylor. Brutality, uh, yeah. brutality. So, so uh, moving on. Uh, this week in golf, Kev, we tried to make an effort to not tell each other specifically what was happening in our rounds because we wanted to give a little bit more of a shock value on the podcast. We did tell each other that we went golfing. We both understand that. I got out twice because I care more. You got out once. You went to the range. You thought that was acceptable. I also had a practice session in between. But listen, we can do what we can do with what we're given. Not all of us play real courses that we can register handicaps at. So while we're talking about the weekend, Saturday, how to, before we get there, Kev, did did you fall? Did did you fall? Because we have two competitions going on. We have birdies or better, and we have double bogeys or worse. Do you have anything to contribute to either? I have something to contribute to one side of that. Okay. Actually, I'm sorry. I should rephrase that. He needs a rebuttal. He's got something to say to me. I know. I should rephrase that. I have four things to contribute to one side of that. One to four sounds like my putting on green number yes. 13. Ooh, yeah, it's it's the double bogey side of the conversation. I contributed four double bogeys to our double bogey bank. Oh, boy. Oh boy. How many did you contribute? This so let's week? start. Let's start. So you played Saturday, right? No, I played Sunday. You, you played and Sunday. you want to know what the worst? You want to know what the worst thing about it? The worst thing about it? Ask me how many holes I played on Sunday, Brian. Well, it, it, I, I you had four doubles. I'm assuming you played eighteen. Oh, I played nine holes on Sunday, and I had four double bogeys. Uh oof. Okay. All right. Well, hold, Kev, on. hold on. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm just going to go throw up in my mouth. <laughs> Kev, listen, it's, I, I understand that is awful and um, not what we're here to do. You know, we, we talked about um, our goals for the season and they were to, you know, improve these handicaps and it looks like we're going in the opposite way. Um, 
I had four uh, double bogeys as well. Uh, at, well. We'll call them double bogeys or worse, just so I'm clear. Um, one double, uh, two double, three double. Yep. So it was actually two doubles, a triple, and a quad on Saturday. So it, yeah, counts as four double bogeys or worse. Wait, wait. We're, so you had four on Saturday? Alone. Oh. At least I played 18 holes. At least I played 18 holes for oh, my Oh, no, no. Double. I know. I, I know. I know. I was just, I want to see where we stood. So no, four it's to four. bad. I, yeah. No, it's, Kev, it, it, it was brutal, dude. The, the thing about it that I've, I think I've realized, not think I've realized, I've realized it's I need to avoid these blow up holes. So listen, dude, double bogeys happen. We were talking last week and we we're like, oh, you were like one around. And I was like, Kev, I, I'm grabbing like four easy. And, and you know, we oh, love that in the background. And, I, you know, you were you were a little bit more optimistic than I was. It's it's not just the doubles, but ruining the score. Like, it's the triples and it's the quads. Um, so I we'll mean, get... Uh- the, the triples and the quads, they're not coming around that frequent. I mean, I feel like I'm getting one around. I feel like I'm getting a quad around. And I can tell you that because I have scorecards in front of me. Um, all right. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail. I didn't mean to derail you. Okay. So let me, let me back up. I'm sure I've already, I, I, I've already got people confused. Saturday, four double bogeys or worse because it was more than doubles. Um, but the round itself, Kev, couldn't have had a better group of guys. Played with Jack McGroarty, obviously known to the podcast. He was out there repping life in the rough logo. Dennis Anicelli, buddy from college, friend of the podcast, ordered some merch on the course. Oh, uh, listen, uh, the, the other person I had mentioned last week, Dan, just moved to Marlboro, met him out on the course, invited him to the foursome, showed up, had some shots of whiskey. He wasn't scared. He wasn't scared out on the course. Let me tell you. Also saw Dan last night leaving Tallwood when I was just heading to the range for some practice. Dan's got commitment. Dan and I are going to be out there golfing again soon. Dan is invested. Uh, d- listen, invested. He, he gets out there. He, he gets out there. The kid's got uh, got a wife at home. He's able to get out there. And uh, yeah, I've got nothing but respect for that. So Saturday was a 92. Uh, 44 on the front, 48 on the back. Um, the 48 on the back included a triple and a quad. So that was a little bit difficult. Um, but I do, I wasn't, I wasn't super pissed about the way I played. I was super pissed about the holes that I didn't score well on, but like after the front nine, I only had one double bogey and I was like, that that's fine. It was on a par five and I, I put the ball out of bounds. It's I, it's my own fault. And it wasn't off the tee. So like, I, but the back nine, I just fell apart. Right. All right. Well, hold on. Since we're going to be documenting all of our, our double bogeys, our birdies, why don't you walk, you had four of them, right? You had four, I had four. Why don't you walk me through what happened that got you to double bogey on these holes? Oh, dude. So I, on uh, the par five third hole at Gilead, I put my ball in the fairway, straight my second shot, scold my third over the green, which is a no-go. There's nowhere to land. You're dead. I, I found it in the leaves, and I, I should have taken a drop, and I didn't, and I tried to hit through leaves and branches and sticks, and I actually got the club on the ball, and it shot over the green. So I, I went over on my third. I shoot it back over the green on my fourth, put it on for my fifth and I two putt. 
So, I mean, a double bogey there, but I, 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 sh- I had a shitty shot. Um, the 10th hole was the next double bogey. It's par five on the back. Put it out. I know the hole. No, I'm remembering the hole in my head. Sorry. Um, oh, no, I didn't put it out of bounds. I put it in the left-hand rough. Sorry. Okay. I just, I, I had difficulty. I, in the mounds over there. Yeah, man, it, it, it's just tough. Um, then I had a triple bogey on number 14. I had, that, dude, it was a three putt. I, I mean, I had trouble getting to, I, Kev, I'm hitting a fairway and I get a triple bogey. Like, that's brutal. Like, have a great first shot, duff the second shot, have trouble with the third shot, put the fourth shot on the green, three putt, triple bogey. Mm. Um, I had then a quad come on the 17th hole that came with a drop that I had a drop. I hit trees. I, I had everything possible happen to me. It, it was a two putt that it, it, just everything possible happened bad. Uh, so, uh, you know, four doubles or worse shot a 92 with those mistakes. I could have easily been in the high eighties. Um, Did I you have will- any birdies. No, no, none, none. None. All weekend, none. Nothing. I have nothing to contribute to birdies. Let me say this, though. I have to give Jack credit. Jack had four birdies in this round. Four birdies? Yeah. He had three threes and a two. He, uh, yeah, with an 84. So, I mean, yeah, he he was very impressive. And Jack, that's why you're not invited into the birdies competition, because you're, we'd be whooping that ass. They come in bunches. Any high points from that round or not even anything you want to talk about? I hit eight fairways. I, I was hitting fairways. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But uh, low point, I hit two greens. Uh, well, you know. Well, that, that says it right there, though, Kev. You're, yeah. You, you don't hit greens. Pars are going to be very tough to come by. Yeah. And you know what you need to work on over the next few weeks at the range, too. Yeah, and I started par par. That that's what was so tough to to do. Oh, oh, that's really tough then. Yeah, I had five pars in the round. You're pretty front loaded too. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So my round, I only played once this weekend. I played Sunday morning. I only got out for nine. I wasn't even planning on playing. I just woke up early and I found something on golf now to get out. Um. But I've never played this course before since I'm new new to the area. Long course. It's actually a par 73, which I've I've never seen. Like, I've never played at a par 73 before, I don't think. Usually you see 72, 71, 70, never 73. Anyway, the first two holes are par fives. So I see this, and I'm, I'm on my way there. I already know this. I'm, I'm licking my lips. I'm like, oh, I've got the birdie competition going on. I'm ready to go. We're going to get birdies. Um. So the first hole, perfect drive right down the middle. It's like a, a fairway that's – there's like a, a bunker on the right side of the fairway. If you carry the bunker, you're right in the middle of it. Carry the bunker, have about 260 out. So I hit a little layup shot to about 100 yards, which is, I don't know, my, probably my most comfortable yardage, like favorite shot in the bag. I skull it and just send it 10 yards over the green. Oof. And the green slopes back to left. So I'm in prime birdie getting position, having a hundred yards out as my approach shot. I end up uh, chipping on and three jacking. So I double. Mm. 
Um, so perfect drive, perfect layup, fuck up the rest. Second hole, another par five. Um, it's a 530, 540 yard par five. Hit a great drive, left side of the fairway, another great layup, 60 yards. I duff this one, hit it halfway to the green. Ooh, nice. And then same story, get up. Uh, three putt, two putt? Yeah, I don't know. Fucking double. Worth it. The next, the next double bogey, I basically hit a wayward drive, a wayward second shot, a terrible chip. It's it, it's compounding at this point. Oh yeah. And then my last one, I hit like a huge slice, which I it was like the first slice I've hit with my new driver. So now now my headspace is absolutely fucked. <laughs> and I just like slice it onto a different tee box. I'm behind three trees two shots in a row. It, it was just, it was just a mess. So yeah, I played nine holes. I had four doubles shot a 48 on a par 37, nine. So I'm fucking 11 over first round of the handicap year. And I'm, I'm not in a good spot. Well, not in a good spot mentally, but then I find out tonight, you also had four double bogeys. So we're not really in that bad of shape right now. Yeah, no, and Kev, it, it's gonna it's gonna get better for you because let me tell you, I um went out and played, uh, got out uh once another time this weekend, and you know same sort of situation. Uh, forty five on the front, started out decent, went bogey par, dude. So the third hole, par five, I, <clears throat> dude, I it, this is so tough to describe. So first of all, I get a triple bogey. I get an eight on this hole. So I, I put my ball, I, I don't lose a ball. Um, put my ball right side into the woods. And I was like, I know this must have just rolled in. So I find it. It's on some leaves. I take a swing, swing and a miss. That that's that that counts. Um, so I hit it again. And Did you miss like because of your lie? So I'm listening. I'm missing because I'm trying to hit a ball that like I don't actually have ability to go back. Like I'm going back, and then the club's hitting a branch, or or like I I was trying to bully the club uh, the ball out. So okay. I okay. I miss the ball moves. I, I obviously that's that's my second shot. Um, hit my third shot. I, I was able to get club on it, and I was able to hit it out to like the two fifty yard marker. Um, and it landed Kev literally on a piece of, uh, mud surrounded by grass. So the ball is almost protected from a club. It's just surrounded by grass sitting in almost a divot. And, and you're laying three from 250 on a par five. Yeah. So I had my three wood and I, I had my four, uh, two hybrid. And I was like, I should do this. This is a smart play. I was like, Nope, forget it. I'm going to fucking go for it grab out my three wood i swing i because of what i was trying to hit on and because of how wet it was literally topped the ball it might have went seven inches through my legs like it literally went nowhere oh no No. so i get up oh and by the way this whole round i'm behind the three slowest people i've ever seen golf holding their bag on their side just they're standing in the fairway just waiting for someone else to move they're not moving to their ball they're just waiting for some guy in the wood like it was unbelievably slow they had no interest in letting me play through even though there was nothing but open space ahead of them 
So, and I had to force them behind me. So I was literally in the worst spot ever. So anyways, I completely miss uh, my fourth shot um, and then hit my three wood. Perfect. Um, hit one up onto the green for six. I have two putt seven, eight. So it was, that was a brutal hole. Um, so that was my first double bogey um, of the round. I had one more on the fifth hole, which nothing too special. I, I three putted, so it's not a big deal, but let me tell you what happened when I got to the back cab. So I shot a 45 on the front, which I mean, that's pretty much been average for what I've been shooting, you know, 40, 42 to 46, 45, 44 on the front, yeah. um, the back, I'm just going to read you my scores. Um, and then we could, we could talk about it a little bit if you want, but it doesn't okay. really matter. I don't give a fuck if we ever speak about this again. Um, so starting on 10, we have a triple bogey with a three putt, a double bogey with a three putt, a double bogey with a two putt, a triple bogey with a two putt, a double bogey with a two putt, par with a two putt, double bogey with a two putt, bogey with a two putt, finish out the round. Why not with a par with a two putt hitting the fairway and the green? So I have eight double bogeys on the round. Six of them came on the back nine alone and five of them were in a row. Now, let me tell you how frustrating this was to play um, in. And I, I didn't give you any details about this. Um, the viewers aren't going to be able to tell you. You're just holding your head in disgust that I'm a fucking horrible golfer. But I did send you a text when I got to the back nine and said, Kev, the wind just picked up like 30 degrees, like uh, 30 miles an hour. This is miserable. And um, immediately, tee shot right off 10, uh, put it right into the woods. Um, you know, then you're dropping three. You, you get back out. You still got a par five to play. You have a three putt. Um, triple bogey isn't that uh, that un unrealistic to get. Um the well, next also, wait, 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 hold on a second. So we, we weren't recapping necessarily how we were performing. We were communicating that we were playing Yeah. over the course of the week. And at one point on the front nine, you told me how slow it was and that you were probably just going to play nine. And mm -hmm. I asked for an update and you said you were in the fairway of nine. So I said to you, are you going to turn? Absolutely. And I was anticipating no. Because you didn't seem like you were too excited about the round. You, you were very short. You were very short with your words. I, and you I'm said so yes. So then I got concerned. I was worried. I'm like, oh, now we, now he's hot. Now he's hot. No, Kev, this is why I made the turn. So these guys in front of me must have hit their tee shots for the first time ever all in the fairway and like ran to them. Because I make the turn. I see nobody out in the fairway. I'm like, this is, this is great. Um, I tee off by shot. Wasn't great. Um, I, you know, I'm dropping, I'm getting up and I it's dog leg, right. And I make, go around the corner and I see they're fucking on the green. And I was like, well, this sucks. Like, dude, I went besides the, the gusting winds that were so extreme. I was like, I, I wish I didn't play. And it wasn't just the, the miserable conditions. It was, I knew that I was just going to be giving away double bogeys left and right to you in this fucking competition, being slowed up the entire time, having five minutes in between each shot. So it was miserable on every level. And I only have myself to blame because if you revert back to earlier episodes, Brian said 
you should go to the range more and work on your game instead of going out to play. But can't listen to the smart person, can you? Right. Well, it, it is funny. It's funny you say that because I, all four of my double bogeys from this round were because of my wedges, whether it be approach shots or chips around the green poor performance with my wedges, which was a really weird mental space for me to be in because that's usually strongest part of my game. That's usually where where I'm most confident. I will say like this early in the season, wedge play can be a little bit difficult. Not, not so much hitting approach shots more, I guess like chips and stuff like that. But I, um, I was frustrated, but on Monday took myself to the range. I bought a large bucket of balls. And about 80 to 85% of that bucket, all wedges or approach, basically 150 yards in it. That's all I hit. I got to tell you, it felt, I felt good. Got some practice in, found my, found my swing a little bit better. There you, go. there you go. Everything was going fantastic. Everything was going great. Um, when I get towards the end of my bucket, I hit a few drivers, um, wanted to hit a few three irons, like off of a tee, like hitting like tee shot three irons. Um, and then I went back for the last like 15 balls to hit just like a few approach shots. Last three balls, I'm like, oh, I'm going to hit like a 140, 150. I don't know, like my seven iron, like I'll hit like a knockdown seven iron that usually goes like 140, 145, like hitting that into greens. So last couple of balls, I was hitting that. On the last ball, of my large bucket of balls, like literally last ball. I'm like, just got to hit one more. I come down feel like I make a good swing. And all of a sudden the ball makes a really weird sound. Then I just hear like this whizzing sound through the air. Oh no. And I look at the end of my shaft oh. and the head of my seven iron is not there. Oh, and, and I see it flying, flying into the range. Never broken a club before oh. until this Monday. And That's the shaft brutal. just broke off in the head of my seven iron and flew into the range. So I, it, it was just, it was really weird. It was the last ball of my bucket. Damn that. Yeah. Oh man. I've, bro- I've definitely broken a seven iron before that. That's unfortunate. Um, oh, that, that, that's brutal. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So imagine the internet rabbit hole that this sent me down because my mind does, doesn't go, oh, 50 bucks. I can just put a new shaft in that thing. My mind goes, oh, yeah. Oh, should I put new shafts in all of my irons? Oh, that's going to cost like four or 500 bucks. Oh, well, Kevin, if you're going to spend four or 500 bucks, why don't you go spend a couple extra hundred bucks and go buy a brand new set of irons? Now, that's what I'm talking about. So I immediately, in my mind, I have purchased clubs. From oh shit, I gotta spend fifty bucks to fix this club. To oh fuck, man, I gotta spend like a thousand bucks on clubs. Like I don't know, I don't know if I can do that. By the end of the day on Tuesday, I'm like practically putting sets of irons in my cart, like on the interwebs. I'm I'm all over the place. I'm a mess. I'm thinking about it. I, I'm looking at. I was looking at these Hogan's. That I've been telling you about for the last like two years. I feel like that I've been I've been looking at thinking about getting them. Finally, voice or reason hit today. 
I'm like, you know what? I can't do it. I'm just going to put a new, new shaft in the seven iron. Drove to the, drove to a golf shop like 15 minutes away today. Dropped off the, the seven iron head and I should have it beginning of next week. So, I mean, you disappoint me, Kev, um, but that's the mature decision. Well, so my thing, I was like, I was going to order just like a set of irons. And then my thing was like, I've been saying how I want to get fitted for a set of irons. And I was just going to order these things sight unseen, like not hit. So I'm like, I can't do that. Cause that's, just I agree. Good. So I think is. that, and I think, and I also just spent fucking a lot of money on a, on a driver like a month ago. So I'll wait. no, you're all good, man. Listen, um, I want to, that that's horrible. I I've, I've broken clubs before. Most of them have been my fault. Um, but I broke a four iron that wasn't my fault and the head shot off into um, where the hell was, I? Oh, the range at uh, Lyman orchards. They've got a beautiful practice facility there. Um, f- head of the sh- four iron <laughs> right down the fairway. I was like, Oh no. I was like, hey, everybody stop. Down? The sound that it makes is sca- like, I flinched when I first heard it. I was like, what was that? Was oh, scary. It, yeah. Um, but let me just backtrack real quick. Um, there's only one other, or two other holes I wanted to bring up that really got to me about my score that I think could have been adjusted. Um, actually three, and it's the next three. So I told you about my triple bogey to start number 10. Falling out of yep. bounds, three putt, horrible situation. Next um, hole. Also, you're playing Gilead at yeah. Black Ledger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gilead by my fucking self. Okay. I, I just want to picture the course yeah. in my head. If just, anybody at home knows the course, so feel free to follow along. The next hole, downhill, par three, about yep. 145 yards. I duff my tee shot. Literally, I hit a whole bunch of ground. I've probably got like 100 yards in. Like literally oh, duff no. it. Um, so I put the second ball on the green. And then a three putt. So that's how you're going to get a double bogey that way, ladies and gentlemen. The following hole, par five. If any of you know Gilead, this is the one where after 240 yards, you run out of fairway. If you miss left, it's dead. If you miss right, it's dead. It's Most people don't even use driver, but I do because what do I have to fear? So I hit it, pulled it a little left. It went um into the trees and i found it obviously literally sitting on some like dirt but this dirt surrounded by rocks and i was like all right i can get this down so i hit the ball and i pop it over the curb and it travels it's going downhill so i was like this could run maybe 80 yards or so i just need to get it going like 20 i get it up um and it hits a fucking root and then lands right behind a, a boulder literally like the size of the boulder that oh, tiger woods had the fucking fans move um so get some better playing partners yeah. only play with bodybuilders from now on so then i have a punch out hit up short land on two putt now we're at a double bogey seven so that dude it was just miserable the wind is howling the last hole i'm going to discuss is the par three 13th. Everyone probably knows it if they've played Gilead. It's like 160 yards from the blues, but you have to go over this little marsh area. There could be some water there. Uh, well, there's 
it's woods all to the right uh, to the left is the next tee box like there's no friendly way to go at this hole the wind yeah, is- if you're not on the green it, like you're right right you're, you're you're either dropping or you need to punch out kind of so i hit my ball wind takes it shoots it right right into the shit so i'm dropping from the drop zone and uh the drop zone's like 60 yards kev so i'm dropping three about 60 yards out, got my 60 degree wedge, bomb tech. Thanks, Sully. And I, I, I hit it as good as I could have hit it. A fucking gust of wind comes, Kev, and blows it right into the shit. I'm not even kidding. Like, I hit the ball. I was like, that's good. And then you just see it start to drift. And, like, I'm tracking it from, like, up and down, up and down. I'm like, oh, my God, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So the ball lands in the shit. Luckily, it's dry enough where I hop in and I can hit out of there. It's not wet. It's, like, relatively dry. But I'm only three feet from a boulder that's three feet high. So I need to pop up the ball, literally, or it's going to hit me. Um, I have to pop up the ball and then stop my club from going through so I don't smash my club against the rock wall. Yeah. So I hit three, the wind blows it into the shit. I hit four out, and then I two putt. So that's where I got a triple bogey on that hole. And then yeah, it's just it's a tough round. So, so you were either back. you were either dead off the tee. You're either dead off the tee or you're three putting. Right? Yeah, for the most part on, all, yeah. on your doubles. Um, on the back, it was tough. Yeah, and then yeah. to end it out, I hit four of the last five fairways. Oh. Yeah, love that. Should have hey, played thirty six. I, I, I tell you, Kev, I don't know about you, man, and I don't know about our listeners out there, but I feel like I always hit the fairway on eighteen. I let me grab my previous scorecard. Where, where are we here? Where? No, no, didn't no, didn't do that on Saturday. Never mind. Um, I, I just feel like I always hit the fairway on on 18 i i just feel like you always have the or i always have the best drive of my day and i'm like god i wish i kept playing and then like yeah. if i ever kept playing i'm like fuck why did i why did i make the turn dude so this course i played at this past weekend i um i had never played there before and on the first two holes i did not hit the fairway but on both of those holes i like when I hit it off the tee, I thought I hit the perfect drive. Like I was not upset with my drive, but when I got off my ball, I was just like just off the fairway into the rough. And that probably happened. Like, I I think I hit like one fairway or two fairways, but all of my balls, like I I thought I hit very well and they were like just off kind of. Yeah. That happened to me a couple of times with greens, especially like I'm like six inches off the green. Kev one fairway. I'm not even kidding. It was the 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 grass that was fairway w- became diseased and so it wasn't it, it was then like no no longer the fairway kind of grass and i'm like if you stand back and look at this you see straight line straight line straight line dead shit dead shit dead shit straight line and my ball was just in the dead shit i'm like that's fucked up because that would have been a fairway if that grass wasn't all shitty um right but it is what it well, is also wait all right so quick disclaimer it is april in connecticut and we're and in the northeast so, like, for anybody at home, it's like, oh, like, well, you can't tell the difference between a fairway and a rough. Like, it, they're basically the same. The fairway's a little bit longer and the rough's a little bit shorter right now. So, everything looks yeah, you're looking for lightly light green, dark brown kind of combo. Yeah. No, but people are out there, Kev. I mean, oh, I, oh yeah. 
I, I know I played slow as fuck on Sunday, so there's definitely people out there in front of me. I went yesterday. I went over to Tallwood practice for a couple hours. When I pulled in, the parking lot was packed. Um, I had said earlier, as I, I'm, so I'm heading towards the practice screen, and I, they've got a practice screen, and then they've got an area with a couple different bunkers that goes up towards another green, so people oh. can practice from like 30, 40 yards off, chipping up. And the greens, you wouldn't want to put on it. It's super undulated. Like you, you land a ball, it starts rolling one way or another. But they have a good practice screen for putting. And as I'm, I'm walking there, I got my headphones on and I've got them barely off. And I hear, hey, Brian. I was like, what? Life in the rough. We're out here. Who's up? And it, Dan, the, the kid I had uh, met, he just moved to Marlboro. I played with last week with Dennis and Jack. He reached out or he, he was like, yo, man, what's up? I just played and you know, shot the shit with him for a couple minutes. And dude, it's great to see that people are out there. The parking lot was packed. I'm knowing people in the parking lot. People are knowing life in the rough in the parking lot. I got there. I went up on to the, to the, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you for people out there that haven't done this before, because it, it can feel intimidating. If you don't know anyone there, you go to a place that you see someone that they're like a group of three friends and they're all at the practice screen. And it looks like they're taking up a majority of the area. Listen, everyone has a right to practice. Like just because these kids want to spread out, there's no problem. You can go up, say, you know, I'm just going to, you know, go in this area, make sure you're not in front of anybody crossing over anybody and you can do your thing. Um, and that's what I did. You know, there are no issues. Kev, what I loved the most about it, though, dude, I, I've got to tell you, because I was some of the areas on the green side and on a huge hill, they're a little bit patchy. So I certainly had my share, fair share of duffs. And I also suck based on all the double bogeys. So me duffing isn't that uncommon. But it was awesome to see you, you hit like I, I was playing half a dozen at a time. I'd, I'd hit six up onto the green. Go get them. Hopefully they're on the green. I go get them go to a new area and then hit from there. And most people were hitting around the same four or five, six, something like that. Yeah. It was so cool going up to the green and watching people like look down at the balls and like reach for it real quick. Then they see that huge life in the rough logo on the side. And they're just like, Oh shit, that ain't me, but Oh shit. Like, what is that? And, and like, you know, you know, I had to take off the headphones, let them know a little bit, a little about how life in the rough works. And they understood. Okay. And, you know, new subscribers were made at Tallwood. And, um, it, it, you know, the best thing about it, Kev, is as I was leaving, I noticed I, I was in the zone, had my headphones on, moved from the chipping green area down to the putting area. And I turn around. I'm the only one left. There's not another oh. car in the parking lot, which I thought was kind of crazy because I was like, wait, no, nobody, there's no gate. You guys lock up at night. Like, well, who's to prevent people from just going streaking on the course? Like, you're in old school and we're going streaking. Like, how? Is I don't KFC know, still open? Yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I was thinking old school. I was listening to a podcast earlier. Jeremy Pippen was talking about it. He was in old school. It was great. But JP, I, exactly how we live in J Pippen, baby. It just, it blew my mind that my car was the only car in the parking lot and it made me feel kind of weird. So I was like, all right, let's have a half dozen more putts and let's get out of there. I ended it on a high note. Let me tell you, I hit six putts all from with, I, I rolled them each different distances. The longest was probably like 10 feet. The shortest was probably like six feet. They were all uh, circled around the cup. I was like, this is it. Let's roll out. And, um, Dude, it was awesome. I was so happy I practiced. And Kev, I was forced to practice. Let me tell you, I, I just brought my grips over to um, a, a buddy of mine, Scott. 
and he's regripping my clubs for me. Got some dry tech wind grips going on them. Little, little medium oh, size. Best grips ever. And, um, and uh, yeah, so we got a couple days without the actual club. So it's going to force me if I want to get out there. The only things I got are a driver, three wood, and my 60, 56, 52, and putter. So we got to work on that stuff. Oh, okay. So you're just getting your, your set of irons regripped? Yeah, that and my two hybrid. Or did you get standard or midsize? Midsize. Oh, dude, you're going to love them. I just need a little bit more breathing room. I just, my, my, well, my hands just need a little bit more. Have you had the midsize on any clubs? I have, your a, driver? I, I have a midsize on my driver and my put, putter's obviously much different, but I have a super stroke grip on my putter. So the, the putter grip's real thick. Um, not, not, I actually, that was actually a small, um, on my, the super stroke, I have the super stroke small, so it's still relatively large, um, but small yeah. for, for the super stroke, but yeah, I'm yeah. excited for them as I ran. I think you're going to really like them. I, um, I just put the midsize on all of my irons and everything this year. Ooh, that was fantastic. Sam. Now, now I'm a copycat. Now I've got the same, uh, I, I bought the same um grips as you did oh jesus yeah did you get are yours the like the gray or what color did you get black and blue oh even better okay so we have different colors oh thank you i will say those are the i've been using the wind dry tacks for like i don't know probably four years now i love them because they they're um my hands get really sweaty and i like the corded grips like i they don't really like grip my hand very well Mm -hmm. the dry tacks work very very well yeah. Well, I just switched all my irons to the midsize. I think you're going to enjoy them. Dude, I'm like looking, I'm looking forward to it. And I actually have my putter uh, uh, bedside uh, over here in the podcast area. Uh, it's actually a Super Stroke Slim 3.0. That, that's what we're rolling with, people. So in case you have anything comparable, you know what, uh, what I'm stroking. That's fantastic. It's fantastic news. This has been Life in the Rough, the podcast. I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next week. Godspeed. Woo!